Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rouleau, and today I am thrilled to share one of our recent Firebird Book Award winners. She is author Gwen Thorne, and the title of her book is Love Blue, Amanda's Story. Gwen Thorne is the grandmother of Amanda, and the book is a tribute to her granddaughter, who was able to change people with just a smile. Gwen says it's a story of the most amazing blue eyes, the window to her soul, and a smile that could light up the darkest room. So much to know about this sweet little child and the wonderful grandmother I have here. Welcome to the network, Gwen Thorne. Well, thank you. (laughs) Glad to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Your book touched my heart, and it obviously touched our judges' hearts. So thank you for sharing that with me. What made you decide to actually put pen to paper and write this book? I think a moment of insanity (laughs) Uh, was probably what everybody would say to me. But, uh, you know, from the first moment that I met Amanda, I knew she was different. I knew she was special. And as I watched her grow, it it just became very clear that there was something unique about her, and, and she was different from anybody I had ever met. And what was so unique about it was that Amanda was never able to speak. Um, She was never able to do anything on her own. She was a victim of a very horrendous crime, but she still had an ability to touch people's lives and to touch people's souls. And and that's something we don't see in people who have the ability to to talk and and to interact the way that we we all consider normal. And and then at some point, I I just decided that I, I needed to give her a voice. I needed for her for her thoughts to be heard, even though she couldn't speak them herself. And so for years, I, um, I i won't say I begged, but for years I kept asking my daughter if I could write her story. And Jennifer would always say no. Um, and, and I think that was mainly because she didn't want people to understand what had happened to Amanda. She tried her best to protect her from that. But at some point in time, she just, Jennifer just gave in. I don't know if it was because I was persistent, but she gave in and said, yes, you can write Amanda's story. I'm so happy she allowed you to do that. So maybe just share a little background. It was a horrific beginning to this little child's life, and your your daughter and son-in-law adopted her. So this was truly kind of out of your hands. You didn't make that decision. Your daughter and, and your son-in-law did, and yet it was such a beautiful gift to you. Yes. Yeah, so Jennifer and Paul were living in West Virginia at the time. Paul was a professor at a small university in a little town called Buckhannon, West Virginia. They had been married a few years, and she wasn't getting pregnant. Jennifer had worked with special needs kids in high school, and she actually started her college career in special needs and then and then changed towards the end. But she always had a really soft spot in her heart for kids with special needs. And they were they were having problems getting pregnant, and so they decided, you know what, let's just do foster care. So they signed up for the foster care parenting classes and took those. And then one day they were at a service, you know, at their church, and somebody said that one of the local social workers was looking for a home for the little girl who had been in the newspapers recently. And Jennifer and Paul just decided, you know what? Let's let's find out more about it. So they called Paula, I guess, the next day and said, hey, you know, can we meet her? You know, we're, you know, we've been certified to uh, work in foster care and, you know, let's let's go see what happens. 
so they did. They they went and they met Amanda and decided to bring her home. At the time, she was just, she was not quite four. She would have been turning four um, about a month after they got her. But they, they just, you know, they immediately just fell in love with her. And even though they knew the story of what had happened to her, um, they, they knew that they could give her a different life and they could keep her away from the things that had gotten her to the condition that she was in. Because Amanda had been a normal, healthy little girl until she was left home alone with her mother's boyfriend. And the next day, according to the story, basically when she was brought to the hospital, she was in what the doctors at the time said was a persistent vegetative state. And they really did not give her more than two years to live. But you did, Gwen, and your beautiful family did. How old was she when she passed away? Um, she was a month from turning 25. Wow. And actually, today is her birthday, March the 3rd, and she would have been 30 years old today. Well, happy birthday, little sweetheart. I just will yes. give, her, give her hugs right now from me to her. What yeah. A sweet little thing. I feel like I know her. I'm, you know, reading the book and working with you lately. I just feel such a connection to this little soul. What a beautiful gift that your family gave her, and what a beautiful gift she gave to your family. I'm wondering, um, as you were writing this book, how did that change you? What happened to you as you were writing? Um, I think as I as as I was putting it together, my my main focus was, you know, first of all, I didn't see myself as a writer. I never, you know, I, I spent my entire career working with numbers. So I was a, I was a number cruncher. Wasn't an accountant, but I was a number cruncher. There was something inside of me that kept saying, you know, you've got to give Amanda a voice. But on the other hand, I could see the pain in my daughter, uh, you know, when when we lost Amanda, and I could see the you know, the pain in her siblings because they didn't have their sister anymore. And I thought, you know what? If nothing else, I can write her story. I can give them a memory. And if nobody reads it but the family, then that's okay. At least I have given my daughter the memory of her daughter and something she can hold on to. It's very, very different holding on to a memory in your mind and holding on to a book and knowing that that's the history of your child. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So. Yeah, just gifts all the way around here. We want to get this book into readers' hands. What are you hoping will be the change when people discover your book? I, I really think that Amanda's book is meant for for whoever reads it, you know, to show them that life can be really, really crappy. I mean, just really, really crappy. But that doesn't mean that that's how you have to get through the challenges. What what it means is that, yeah, things can really be bad. And I think if nothing more than anything else, this last year has really shown the world how bad life can be, how being, you know, isolated, how how distant that makes us, how 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 we no longer feel connected to people. And even though we might be talking to people, we're not sitting in the same room. We're not, you know, a lot of times we're talking on the phone. We don't have that personal interaction. And, and there's something different about talking on the phone than talking to someone in person. And I think what Amanda's book, you know, would show people today is that it's okay. 
if you can't communicate the same way that you're used to. Because Amanda could communicate up until she was three and a half years old. You know, she probably didn't have much vocabulary back then, but she could, you know, she could, she could run up to somebody and hug them and then she couldn't anymore. And so she has shown, you know, her story shows people that even when things aren't the way that we remember them being, even if things aren't the way that we want them to be, it doesn't mean that our ability to help others isn't still completely 100% intact because she lost all the things that we think of as a way of communicating and as a way of sharing and as a way of being there for other people, but she still did it. And this year has shown us that we can still do it too. How do we get past that? How do we get and and I think that was part of what Amanda did more than anything else is she got past her limitations. She was able to smile and make the whole world a better place. She could her eyes could light up and people were like, Oh, things are gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think it's quite a kind of appropriate that her story you know, came out a little bit before COVID hit, and and maybe it's a way of other people who are feeling really disenfranchised or who are feeling lonely to find a way of saying, you know what, it may not be the same, but I can still be there for others. Gwen, that's powerful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's Amanda talking. That's not me talking. <laughs> and you ask, what was I thinking when I read the book? It was um, it was really interesting because there were times I would sit down and I would just write, 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 write. And one of the things I had learned was that you write, and, and I've never taken a formal writing course, by the way. I pretty much flunked English in high school. What I would do is I would just kind of put it down and then, you know, maybe write something else the next day or something else the next day and then go back to two or three days earlier and write it. And I'd just read it and I'm like, who wrote this? <laughs> Because I did not, there were just too many times I did not remember writing the words that were on the paper. You know, this was, this this was, this was just totally inspired by what I knew Amanda would want. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I do. I'm wondering, is there more? Is there more conversations? I know that you and you and Amanda used to have these silent conversations where you knew exactly what it was almost as if they were audible conversations. As we look back to that and we consider what you just said when you were writing this book, is there more? Oh, you mean, would I write a sequel? Or, or yes, or more or something else, but still maybe driven by her? One of the things I'm hoping to do this year, which last year got totally derailed because it's it's really hard as a self-publishing person to get your book noticed. And, you know, nobody, n- nobody really wants to talk to you if you don't have, you know, enough Twitter followers or if you don't have enough, you know, Instagram followers, things like that, or you don't have a celebrity name. It's really, really hard to get, get out there and get noticed. But one of the things I'm hoping to get back into as as the restrictions get lifted from a COVID perspective is to get back to out there and talk to different groups. That seems to be where I really get energized is when I'm talking in front of a group of people and talking about her. After we um, released her story, Jennifer and I went back to to West Virginia and we brought the story back to the town where all of this happened. 
And it was amazing to see how people reacted to her story and, and so many people who remembered her. And one of the groups that we talked to was a group called the Family Resource Network in, in um, West Virginia and Buchanan. And they are going to be celebrating, they were supposed to last year be celebrating their 25th anniversary of the start of the Family Resource Network. And what's so amazing about the Family Resource Network is that it was started in Upshur County in Buchanan in West Virginia because of what happened to Amanda. Oh, wow. So this, this little girl not only affected the people that she was in, you know, in immediate contact with, but she was also what inspired an entire community to reach out and to help others who might be having issues, who might need additional help, uh, who might be suffering from some kind of trauma or domestic abuse, things like that. And it's been there for 25 years. Wow. Wow. 25 years. They have been going on, and, and I really kind of look back now, and I, you know, did, we didn't realize, you know, how much of a part of the community it was, because after Jennifer and Paul left West Virginia, we kind of lost touch and things like that, but I'm hoping that if they have, they're going to call it the 25 plus one, because <laughs> they missed the 25th anniversary, because that was last year, right. but if they do the 25th anniversary, we're going to go back, and we will we will be there you know, to to tell people again to talk about Amanda and how the uh, Family Resource Network started and how people can help and, and hopefully, um, you know, share Amanda's story some more and and um, bring some, some more monetary help to the, to the organization. Right, right. Wow, well, bless you for all that you do and all that you've done. It's such a pleasure to know you and to share this story. I want to make sure that um, we're not missing anything that you wanted to talk about today. I really don't know if there's any one single thing. It's just more about, please read her book. <laughs> please tell your friends to read her book. You know, everybody just go out there and and, and if you're if you're struggling, um, somebody even suggested to me that I really should take her book and go to and, and start trying to talk to groups that are involved with suicide prevention because, you know, at the end of the day, could it have been that if Amanda had any control over her abilities, you know, if, if she knew what she had lost, could she have, um, could, could she have done something to take her own life? You know, mm -hmm. um, but she didn't, you know, she said, I'm going to take what I've been given and I'm going to make it better. Right. And that's what we all need to, to take away from Amanda's story is it can be better. Absolutely. And where can yeah. folks go then to contact you, find out more and purchase the book? Right now it is available on Amazon and hopefully in the next couple of days we will completely launch her website and uh, there will be a link on her website, uh, on the website for people to purchase the book and uh, the website is GwenThorn.com. Unfortunately I spell my name a little bit funny and it's G-W-Y-N and T-H-O-R-N. Um, no E on the end of Thorn, but people want to spell my name with an E and with two E's, two extra E's. But uh, hopefully they can go to Gwen, GwenThorn.com and uh, have a link there. And they can learn more about Amanda because we are putting a lot of the articles 
that have been written about her and some of the things that uh, we'll be doing in the future with getting her, her story out. Excellent. All right. So the title of the book is Love Blue, Amanda's Story, written by Gwen Thorne. And the website is GwenThorne.com, G-W-Y-N. T-H-O-R-N.com, GwenThorne.com. Gwen, you're a blessing. I'm so pleased to have met you, proud to know about Amanda. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you.